Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's League. In today's episode, we're going to be previewing week four of the NFL. Stuff's getting really hot. Teams are starting to really find their groove. Other teams are still trying to find their footing. A lot has been really interesting this season. A lot of unpredictable stuff. A lot of surprise teams. A lot not going the way I really thought it was going to. But that's why we love the NFL. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. I love a lot of the odds this week. There's some really fun bets out there, so we'll get to that. We're going to cover some of my favorite games. There's a lot of divisional matchups this week, so I'm going to talk about most of those. And then I'm going to start off this episode talking about my top 10 power rankings, which I'm also going to post over on my Instagram, at Murphy's League. So if you're not following that, be sure to do so. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Stay tuned for more. guys so let's just jump right into it like i said we're gonna start off with my top 10 power rankings now keep in mind these are subject to change they can even change as soon as next week this is just going into this week and this contributes a lot of different things this is attributed to health this is attributed to where i think they're going to be in a couple weeks so just take it all with a grain of salt this is not all like if they were to match up who would win every single game there's some teams that maybe match up better with others there's some teams that are a little more beat up right now and i'm expecting them to be healthy in the long run so again it's kind of i'm taking all this from different point of views i'm including the sample size that we've seen so far from this these teams but i'm also factoring in factors like health like i said because a lot of these teams i think could be even better and would have won some previous games <clears throat> the Bucks, if they were healthy, if the Bucks were healthy last game, they're definitely beating Green Bay. That's all I'm going to say. So I do have them ranked above Green Bay in these. But just, again, take this all with a grain of salt. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Power rankings are just kind of a fun exercise. They get people talking, and it's a good conversation starter. So let's start at 10, and we'll work our way down to 1. I guess I can mention who was just left out of the list before these fans get mad at me. So I barely left out. San Francisco, the Chargers, Colts, and Titans. In no particular order, those were just the four teams just barely not making the cut, and I didn't really find a spot for them. It really feels like the competition is extremely tight in the NFL right now, and it feels like a lot of teams haven't really found their groove. And so I guess my power rankings were... They were harder to make than I thought they'd be in terms of just top 10. If I had to do this all the way to 32, it would be an absolute mess. I'd have a really hard time doing it just because I feel like a lot of teams are underperforming and a lot of other teams, their record is much better than they're actually indicating, like the Broncos. The Broncos are definitely not a 2 and one football team. And yes, they just beat the 49ers, but I still think the 49ers are a far superior team, especially if Trent Williams is playing that whole game and Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't do the dumbassery that he did in that game. But regardless... At number 10, and again, I don't, I don't love saying this, but it's just, I don't really know what to make a lot of these teams, like I said, and I think there's a lot of teams that aren't as good as they seem, and others that are better than they seem. So at number 10, I've got the Minnesota Vikings. I still love the talent of this team. I still think they have a ton of offensive firepower. Even with Dalvin Cook, you know, being a little beat up right now, and Justin Jefferson's kind of been a non-factor in the last two games, I don't expect that stuff to continue. Um, Alexander Madison is a more than more than uh what's the word i'm looking for more than viable backup he's really really good when he get, when he's given the opportunity and i don't think this run game is going to be 
almost notice any change at all from Dalvin to Alexander. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's going to make an impact sooner rather than later. He's going to have another blow-up game. He obviously had a really good game in week one. You can expect that again coming soon. Uh, they're playing the Saints in London this week, which is going to be a really interesting game. I really don't know what to think of that one. I think it might be a re- really low-scoring game, but we'll, we'll get to that eventually. Up next, number nine, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, another team that's really just underperformed as of late, and I still think the best is yet to come. We obviously know they lost to the Dallas Cowboys, and Dallas is doing a lot of really good things, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Cooper Cooper Cup. Cooper Rush is just game managing right now and finding ways to win. But I think Cincinnati is a far better team than what we've seen so far. I still think they can bring it all together. We know how good they can be when everything's clicking. And again, their offensive line has been a major issue, but on paper, it is better than it was last year. I really think they're going to find a way to bring it all together. And they might be able to sneak a win against the Dolphins this week. Um, I know Vegas really likes that that prop right now. I believe that the Bengals are favored by, yeah, three and a half points um, at home against the Dolphins. So I think, you know, Vegas is kind of predicting the Dolphins to regress a little bit. We'll see if that ends up happening. At number eight, I have the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams really haven't looked too impressive, but at the end of the day, they are two and one. They beat their division rivals. Uh, They play the 49ers this week, and they are favorites in that one, so obviously expected to win. Um, But just not too many impressive wins yet. I want to see a lot more from this team and then they will be ranked higher because the talent is absolutely there and obviously they just won a Super Bowl. Not too long ago for a reason. At number seven, I have the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is just, and especially Matt LaFleur, I give him a ton of credit, Aaron Rodgers as well, but they're just excellent game managers. They find ways to win the ball, or to win the game, excuse me. They control the clock really, really well. I really like how their run game is set up. I love their one-two punch in AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Uh, obviously, if you were listening to me, you know I've been I've really been high on that duo. Um, really impressive win against Tampa, especially from their defensive side of the ball. They just did a lot of really good things in that game, um, and I think there's still improvement for this defense to make. I don't love their weapons, but Romeo Dubs has really come out big recently. Um, definitely worth adding on your waiver wire if he's still available in fantasy football. Um, but other than that, I think Green Bay is a damn good team, and they're still going to be very competitive in the NFC North and the NFC as a whole. Up next, our first MVP candidate, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Um, this is a team that, yes, they completely broke down in Week 2 against the Miami Dolphins, but other than that, they've looked excellent. Lamar Jackson is on an absolute tear this year. He's trying to get paid. He's trying to get that bag. Good for him. He deserves every dime that they're going to give him, and they are going to give him a bag, believe me. Um, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens are tearing it up right now. They look really good. We all know how talented they can be. Devin DuVernay and... Rashad Bateman are playing much better than I thought they would. Again, credit to Lamar Jackson for making the most of those guys, but there's just a lot to like with this team, and they just seem to be the definition of consistency, especially since Lamar's gotten there, so can never count out the Baltimore Ravens. At number five, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of this does have to do with health. I think once they are healthy, they're going to be far better than this, and there's going to be a serious contender in the NFC nor- or excuse me, NFC as a whole. Um, I think they easily win their division. That's not really a hot take at all. 
But they just need their weapons back. They need Mike Evans back on the field. He's going to be back this week against the Chiefs. I don't think Chris Godwin's going to be back this week, but he should be coming back fairly soon. And then Julio Jones is dealing with a hamstring issue that seems to be lingering for, honestly, over a year now. So I don't really know what the status of there is. But as long as they have guys like Godwin and Evans on the field, this team is going to be extremely competitive. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that game plays out this weekend against Kansas City. Um, but I'll preview that in my best bets episode, so you have to wait to see who I really like in that game and who I'm putting my money on. Even though, you know, it's never fun betting against either one of these quarterbacks, I really do have a feeling, a good feeling about one of these teams. Up next, the Philadelphia Eagles at number three. Um, I mean, Philly's done everything. They've, they, they're doing everything right. They, they're a big play offense. Jalen Hurts has made enormous leaps. He's really, really impressing me. He seriously is an MVP front runner right now, and for good reason. Um, but overall, this team just has everything. I mean, they have depth at D-line, which you love to see, and that's really helpful for the playoffs. Um, they can dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball like we just saw against Washington. They have a really efficient run game and elite weapons between Devontae Smith and A.J. Dillon. Or, whoa, A.J. Brown, excuse me. Devontae Smith obviously had an excellent game last week, and a lot of that has to be credited just purely to Jalen Hurts, you know, trusting him, but also Devontae Smith, his playmaking was ridiculous. He had a lot of really good catches in this game. Um, the Slim Reaper or Skinny Batman, whatever the hell you want to call him, he had a really, really good game. And if they keep continuing to have performances like that from him on top of A.J. Brown, on top of Dallas Goddard, on top of Miles Sanders, it's just, it's so much to deal with with Jalen, Jalen Hurts also running the ball. It's just, it's overwhelming. It's extremely suffocating for a defense and it's, nearly impossible you have you got to play a perfect defensive game against that or you're gonna they're gonna beat most teams in this league so philadelphia eagles are legitimately turning out to be a juggernaut at number two i have the buffalo bills buffalo still deserves all the respect in the world they easily i mean i wouldn't say easily they totally could have won that game last week if a couple things go differently um but at the end of the day they lost to the number one team, and that is the Miami Dolphins. Again, this can definitely be subject to change, and there's definitely a world where they lose to the Cincinnati Bengals here as they are three-and-a-half-point dogs. A lot of people are expecting them to finally come back down to earth a little bit. But at the end of the day, I mean, the Dolphins have just... They've had the most impressive wins out of anyone in the league so far, in my opinion. Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles have definitely been putting up some points, and they've definitely been shutting down some teams like the Eagles and the Washington Commanders. Or sorry, like the Vikings and the Washington Commanders, which they've allowed a grand total of 15 points between those two games. But at the end of the day, the Miami Dolphins have just beat elite teams. Obviously, starting off in week one, beating the best head coach in the league with a first-year head coach, extremely impressive stuff. Um, doesn't really matter if it, where it was in that game at the end of the day. Sorry, someone came in and was using the printer because I have to use public spacing. Anyways, the Dolphins have just been so impressive this year. They've won in a ton of different ways. I think the most impressive things about the Dolphins, the most impressive thing about the Dolphins is they won against an AFC contender in the Ravens coming back from, you know, 28 points and stunning them in the fourth quarter. And then they beat the Bills in a completely different way. I mentioned this in my preview episode, but I mean, or sorry, in my review episode, but the way they beat the Bills was just so impressive to me, not putting up as many points as you'd expect. And just Tyreek Hill only having 33 yards, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill not getting into the end zone and still finding a way to win that game. Very impressive stuff. So next, let's talk about just some of my favorite matchups really quickly, and then we can get into some of my best bets. So first, let's start off. Like I mentioned this week, there's a ton of interconference matchups, so I'm going to talk about those mostly. I'm going to talk about a few other games besides that. But first, let's talk about the Raiders versus the Broncos. Um, the Broncos are a deceptive 2-1 team. They have still looked 
really, really bad. Not a lot is still clicking. It's been three weeks and we haven't seen a whole lot from this offense at all. Um, you expect to see a lot more in the games upcoming, but I don't really know if this is a game where it's going to happen. I believe this game is in Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. And this is a very, very desperate Las Vegas team that they know if they lose this game, their season's essentially over. I mean, it basically is over, as morbid as that sounds. Just being in the division they're in, especially in the AFC period, it's just so competitive and going down 0-3. And then if you lose this game going down 0-4, you're done. You're left in the dust. They know how important this game is to them. Obviously, the Broncos want to like bounce back and want to show that their offense can actually do something too. But until I see it, I just can't buy into that. I really like the Raiders to win this game. They're right now, they're two and a half point favorites for a reason. Um, I do like writing their money line on a couple parlays, though. I probably will be doing that this weekend. Um, not really making it my best bet, but I just think the Raiders just purely off of desperation, purely off playing at home, and just... The Broncos' lack of showing anything on offense, I think the Raiders get it done in this one. And it's definitely an important matchup to watch because, again, this is the Raiders' season on the line. Up next, we have the Los Angeles Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, very bitter, bitter rivalry between these two teams. San Francisco did not look very good last week. Their defense showed a lot of signs of improvement, but again, you can also point that towards the Broncos offense just being putrid. But in the same aspect, the Rams really haven't impressed so far this year. Obviously getting blown out in week one by the Buffalo Bills is kind of what everyone remembers right now. Um, but other than that, people don't really realize the Falcons kept it extremely close with them, almost made secured a comeback victory over them. And then even the Cardinals, even though that wasn't really much of a game, it's not like they looked extremely oppressive against them, especially in particular their offense. I just want to see a lot more from this team. They just still look kind of out of sync, and this might be kind of an awkward, low-scoring game. Speaking of which, the more I think, the more I talk about this game, I should have mentioned the over-unders at 42.5. I do like that under. I think this can be a really low-scoring game. These teams know each other. They hate each other. They play each other really tough, and these offenses, again, just aren't really showing too much right now. Up next, let's quickly talk about the Giants versus the Bears. The Bears are three-point underdogs in this one. I really think this is just a battle of the frauds. Um, both of these teams are two and one and definitely don't deserve to be two and one. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's a little harsh, obviously, that a, a W is a W. You got to give credit to the teams when they have it. But my point is, these teams are not finishing the year above 500. I would be extremely shocked if either team did. Um, there has been a lot of hype around these two teams, just given that, you know, they're doing better than expectations. But I mean, just last week, it was really, really ugly for the Bears offense in their passing game. Justin Fields had a, one of the worst games of his career, honestly. Uh, only eight completions in that game, two interceptions, took a few sacks he didn't need to, too. I liked what they were doing in the run game a lot. Obviously, Khalil Herbert, absolute stud. I'm expecting him to start again this week because it sounds like David Montgomery's still battling an ankle injury, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I really don't like, I, I would not bet on this game at all. I'd really stay away from it. The over under is also extremely low. So I was going to mention that, but I think they have it all the way down to like 39 and a half. So I don't know how much I love that either. Cause at the end of the day, the bears have been putting up like some, it's at 39. So even lower than that, the bears have been putting up some points. We see that, that New York can at sometimes too. Um, but I really think this is just going to be a battle of whatever quarterback makes less mistakes is going to end up winning the game. I think that will be Daniel Jones. I do think the Giants are going to win this game. Obviously, I'm hoping my Bears win. I'm hoping they surprise me. But I think the Giants are going to pull this one off. I don't know if they're going to cover that three-point spread. I think it could be a pretty close game. 
But regardless, I really think it's just going to come back to which quarterback doesn't turn the ball over more, um, which quarterback can just have a bounce-back game. Because obviously Daniel Jones didn't play entirely terrible last week, but it's not like he lit it up either. And Justin Fields had a terrible game, as I mentioned. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this one and just see just how bad these teams really are, even though they have a winning record right now. (laughs) Up next, we have the Buffalo Bills versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are three-point underdogs in this one. Um, Where is this game? I should have checked that before. One second, really quick. I just want to see where this game is. It is in Baltimore, so that's definitely an advantage for Baltimore in a lot of ways. It's not like it's the craziest home field advantage or anything, but obviously Bills Mafia, you don't want to be playing up there. Um, But in my mind, this is really just a battle for the MVP. I could really see this being a high-scoring game. Obviously, the over-under reflects that. I believe it's at like 52.5 right now or something fucking ridiculous. Um, Hold on. I should have all these things up, but I don't. I'm sorry. I've got it on a tab right here. I'm just trying to find it. It's at 51. So that's still tempting in a lot of ways. I don't know if I'd be taking that, but it's tempting for sure. Um, This could definitely be a very high-scoring game. Both these offenses can make extremely big plays we've seen that in the past couple weeks from both of these teams um they can absolutely take the top off of a defense and flip the field in one play or score in one play straight up and these dudes have speed i mean between devin duvernay and rashad bateman those dudes are extremely fast but we all know what stefan Diggs does we all know what isaiah mckenzie jamison crowder all those dudes can do um there's just weapons all over the place and again both these guys are front runners for mvp right now um they're both having incredible seasons they're both incredibly young talented quarterbacks so this is going to be a must-watch game from this weekend. I'm so excited to see how it turns out. Obviously, everyone wants, wants me to make a pick. So I guess if I had to choose a team, um, I, can't, I, I I guess I'd go with the Bills. There's a reason why they're favored in this one. But if I'm from a betting point of view, I do like the Ravens' value. I do think there's definitely a way they win this game. Both teams obviously coming off of <coughs> different weeks emotionally. Excuse me. The Ravens are coming off a win. Man, the Bills are coming off a really, really tough loss, so I think they're going to keep that in their mind and play with that edge, and they're going to end up winning the game. But again, both these quarterbacks playing out of their mind. Both these teams have a lot to prove. Both these teams can be serious contenders in the AFC, so it's going to be so fun to watch this game. Cannot wait for this one. Definitely my game of the weekend. Up next, let's talk about the Dolphins versus the Bengals. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but... The Dolphins are underdogs in this one by three and a half points. That seems like a pretty decent sized spread for me. Um, Just given what we've seen from both these teams so far, obviously the Bengals have been very disappointed up to this point. They've only beaten the the, um, New York Jets, which is obviously no, nothing to write home about. Other than that, their O-line has been completely getting steamrolled in a lot of these games. Um, I think a lot of this is just going to come down to the Dolphins blitzing scheme. We all know that they have a very creative defensive scheme. They like to blitz a shit ton. How much pressure will Joe Burrow be under and how will he handle it? Because he is pretty good under pressure, but sometimes it's just obviously too much. You can't always handle that and you can't always, you know, have designed dump offs at the right time. So it's going to be really interesting to see just scheme wise, how these teams match up against each other. How Zach Taylor, um, excuse me, how Zach Taylor adjust for the blitz how he deals with the pressure under joe burrow and how joe burrow um rolls out how he plays off of it um it sounds like t higgins is going to be good to go in this game which is really helpful it sounds like all the Bengals receivers are going to be healthy in this one which is definitely what you want to hear in a matchup like this but i mean from what we've seen from the the miami dolphins i don't really know how you can pick against them again i'm very surprised the spread is this far i really i'd have to say i like the dolphins in this one i do get it they're coming off a big emotional win but you can honestly say that about their last three wins they've all been extremely emotional 
um, and meant a lot to them. And I think they just have a whole lot to prove to this world. Obviously, a lot of tension attention has been surrounding this game with the Eli Apple, Tyreek Hill, whatever you want to call it. Um, I guess beef. I don't even know, even know if you want to call it that. But whatever it is, obviously Tyreek's been talking about Eli a lot in the media. Tua said if there's ever a one-on-one matchup, he's going to throw it to him. Um, so a lot of attention is being paid there from the AFC Championship game last year. But we'll see what happens there. Either way, this is, should be a really entertaining game. Can definitely be another high-scoring one. Uh, I believe the over-under is also at like 51 in this one, so I don't really know if you want to go near that. Because, again, one of these offenses could definitely stall out. These off, these defenses are better than people recognize. And I do worry a lot about this Bengals O-line in this matchup. So, again, I like the Dolphins a lot in this one. I'm surprised they're underdogs. The over-under is actually at 48.5, so I do like... I do like the over in this one the more I think about it. Not that it's like my best bet or anything, but again, it's, it's something to monitor. Um, last week, I completely forgot to post my bets before I submitted them all because I honestly did it like Saturday night right before the games. So even if I do that, I'll post it like Sunday morning. So hopefully you guys can ride with me if you want to or just like late Saturday night. Um, so be on the lookout for that. If I post, If I make any bets before then, it'll be up on my Instagram. I'll make sure not to forget it this time. So let's get on to my best bets, the ones that I'm really liking this week. There's actually a few I'm pretty surprised of. But first, I love Cleveland, minus one and a half. Um, they're obviously playing the fucking... <laughs> what are they playing? They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry, I forgot to write it down. Okay, so the spread's also down to one now, so I like that even more. Um, I just don't really see why they're only a one-point favorite in this one. I really haven't seen a whole lot from the Falcons, the only team they've beaten. I mean, I've mentioned this in previous weeks. They can be sneaky, and I think their offense is very unpredictable in a lot of ways just because they have some weapons that are really hard to match up for. Drake London's really playing well. Cordell Patterson sounds a little beat up right now, so that is concerning. But, I mean, Kyle Pitts is finally coming into his own. Last week he had a pretty good game. Um, expecting to see more of him. So they can create some problems there, but as a roster, Cleveland's just so much better right now. I really like what Cleveland's doing with the ball. I really like their, the way they're establishing their run. Their O-line is dominant, and I mean fucking dominant. They can run over anybody. Um, I believe they're leading the league in rushing right now for good reason. Nick Chubb is a superstar. I think they're just going to find a way to just control the clock. They're going to force Mariota to make mistakes, and their defense is good enough that if... Obviously, it's worth monitoring what's going to happen with Miles Garrett because he was in a car accident. It's sounding like he's completely fine. There was nothing life-threatening, thank God, there. Um, but that's something to monitor. But, I mean, even if he's not playing in this one, I think the only reason why the spread is as low as it is is because the Browns do have a decently lengthy injury report this week. There's been a lot of guys that have been limited in par- participation at practice this week. But at the end of the day, I think talent-wise, coaching-wise, just – Honestly, all of the above, I really like Cleveland in this one. I think they're going to get it done. Um, I just don't think they're on the same level. Or excuse me, I don't think the Falcons are on the same level as Cleveland right now. And buying one point, I will completely take that. It's basically a pick em. So I like Cleveland in this one. Another one-point spread, which is, again, basically makes it a pick em, is the Cardinals at the Panthers. I like the Cardinals in this one. Um, Baker Mayfield really has not been playing well. Him and DJ Moore seem to be, even most of his receivers seem to be very out of sync and not a lot has really been going right for them so far. Um, but obviously the Arizona Cardinals, not much to write home about, but I mean, they have their moments and Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray we trust. I trust Kyler Murray a million more times than Baker Mayfield. Um, we know how explosive he can be. We know just how good his playmaking can be. And his receivers absolutely feed off that. Marquise Brown and him still seem to have a really good connection from college, so I really like that aspect a lot. 
And again, that's a player that can absolutely change the game in one play. Um, I don't think Arizona's defense is particularly scary. Obviously, TJ Watt's not what he used to be. And other than that, they just don't have a lot of dudes there. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is someone I really liked coming out of college, but obviously we haven't seen too much from him. Um, talented, but still haven't seen too much from him. I mean, Buda Baker's still there and stuff like that. But I just think overall talent-wise, they're a little better than Carolina right now. And at the end of the day, the difference maker really is Kyler Murray. Um, and it sounds like Christian McCaffrey's still dealing with a quad issue. Poor guy cannot stay healthy. So that is a really big deal to me. Um, they're an absolutely different team without him on the field. Even if he is on the field, it sounds like he's not going to be 100%. I don't really care if it's in Carolina. Give me Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in this one, which probably coming from my mouth sounds surprising a lot of you because a lot of you guys know I don't really like the, Car the Cardinals. I never think they're going to be anything with Cliff Kingsbury. I think the sooner they realize that, the better. Up next, we have Tennessee plus three at the Colts. Um, the Colts are obviously coming. Actually, no, I think this game is in Tennessee now I think about it. But the Colts are obviously coming off a very big emotional win. Um, Tennessee has also beaten them three times in a row at home, which is definitely worth mentioning. Um, and three points just seems like a lot for me. They're the division rivals. Tennessee really seemed to get their offense clicking a lot last week. Derrick Henry was running really well. Their offensive line was moving people. Um, not saying they're going to be able to do that as well against this Colts because this Colts defense, especially if Shaq Leonard is going to be back in this one, is still really nasty. But this is mostly just one of those games where it's like, I love betting the unders, or excuse me, excuse me, the underdogs in these divisional games because even if you just take the spread, I mean, these games always seem to be so close. These teams know each other extremely well. They've been close for the last three years, like I just mentioned. Tennessee's beaten them in the last three years, actually. Um, I think they've split. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, no shit. They've, they've split the last three years of the series. Um, so I'm not saying Tennessee's going to win this game, but I do like, to, like them to keep it within three. Uh, Derrick Henry really got rolling. Traylon Burks is definitely someone to monitor if you're playing fantasy football. His um, snap count was dramatically increased last week, and even though he's not getting a lot of targets, that is a sign of opportunity coming. And we all know what he was in college. He's yards after the catch. I think they're going to find ways to set that up for him. Um, whether it be bubble screen, stuff like that, even like jet sweeps in the backfield. Him and Robert Woods can both do a lot of those types of things. And this is just a versatile offense in a lot of ways. Derrick Henry was catching passes last week, which we love to see, just versatility, changes in their offense, changing in their game plan. Um, I think Tennessee's going to find a way to keep it close with the Colts, and I like them keeping it within three points. Up next, I have the over of the Lions Seahawks. It's currently at 48 and a half points. Um, again, I keep taking the over a lot of these Lions games and it feels like it's working out for me almost every week. Um, the Lions, they put up points. They put up yards, they put up points. Um, and in the same aspect, their defense is not doing well at all. I believe they're 10th in points per game right now and also 10th in yards allowed per game. Uh, and the Seahawks are in a very similar boat. Seahawks, while they're not putting up as many points, at the end of the day, they still have a lot of weapons there between DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and a couple of running backs that can definitely get the job done. Geno Smith just needs to, you know, limit his mistakes, which he's been doing pretty well. Obviously, last week there was, um, I believe it was an interception towards the end of the game. But, I mean, both these teams can put up a shit ton of points. Both of these teams have awful defenses, so that's going to help their offenses put up even more points. So 48 and a half, to me, sounds like an absolute lock. Of course, it's going to come back and bite me in the ass, but I really, really like that bet this week. Up next, I alluded to this earlier, I really like Kansas City minus one against Tampa Bay. 
That's mostly due to Tampa Bay's receiver's health, so that's definitely going to be something worth monitoring. If Chris Godwin is a go in this game, it might change my opinion about it a little bit. But I'm mostly looking at this matchup of Chris Jones in the interior of the defensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs against this interior offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which has been very hit or miss so far to start this year. Obviously, Shaq Mason's there. He's kind of the standout guy. But other than that, um, not a whole lot of dudes there. They obviously lost a lot of guys over this offseason. And Chris Jones is having a phenomenal start to his 2022 campaign. So I really like Kansas City there, especially coming off of a loss. Um, obviously, both these teams are coming off of losses. But if I'm not mistaken, this team... They are playing in Kansas City, which is definitely a great home field advantage. Um, hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I can't, yeah, oh no, it's in Tampa. Damn, that kind of changes things. Fuck. Yeah, maybe I don't like this bet, but I don't know. I, may, I don't know. My gut is telling me that Kansas City is going to find a way to win this game, but again, I you hate betting against the GOAT. Maybe this shouldn't be a best bet. Maybe this is just more of like a fuck around and ride with me. Um... And just take Kansas City to win by a point. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. Up next, I really like Dallas minus three against the Washington Commanders. Um, Washington has shown us next to nothing. And especially last week, their offensive line just looked like it was an absolute shambles. And honestly, one of the strengths of Dallas has been, surprisingly enough, their defensive line. This year, they've looked extremely good. Obviously, we know how good Micah Parsons is. But Demarcus Lawrence really emerged last year. I mean, I mean last week, excuse me. He had three sacks. Um, he's really doing a lot for this team. Um, and then obviously you still have guys like, um, wow, why am I forgetting that defensive tackles name? Fuck. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Dan Quinn's there. He has a lot of creative blitz schemes. Um, and I just think Cooper Rush is going to find a way to get it done. It sounds like Dak Prescott's like kind of trying to rush back. And I have a feeling they're just going to hold him off just because Cooper Rush is getting the job done. No point in really rushing him back. Again, Washington Commanders have some weapons. They can definitely make some noise. Um, they did. Uh, again, you just never know. Any given Sunday, they did beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in week one who just pummeled the Los Angeles Chargers, but that's neither here nor there. Dallas is something good going. I like their defensive line to just keep at it and keep going forward, and I think it's a big mismatch against this Washington O-line, which can definitely force Carson Wentz to make some mistakes, take some sacks he doesn't need to. And for all those reasons, I like Dallas winning by three points. So that's going to be it for me this episode. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you did, be sure to follow this account. Be sure to follow my Instagram over at Murphy's League for updates. And good luck this weekend, guys. Hopefully you guys like these bets.